Hello, this is Chris. And this is Andrew. Wait, this is Chair. Uh, and this is Stool. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't marry Stool if I were you. <laughs> you know, I, puns and all that. I'm, <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is Andrew and welcome to, uh, at part seven of our continuing coverage of The Witcher 3 on video games cover to cover. So... Like I said last week, not much story stuff. I really only focused on side quests. And honestly, for the next couple weeks, I'm probably only going to focus on side quests because when I was looking through my massive backlog of side quests, I mean, not even even just taking into account the Witcher contracts that I just straight up haven't done. There is... I think 20 or 30 side quests that I still need to do. And I've been just plowing through all of them. I've been, I've been handling it by just looking in my quest log every time I finish one and then just picking the thing with the lowest level. Honestly, that's exactly what I do. Except there was one that was like level two and I was like, ugh. okay, well I'm going to hold that one off for a little while. No, I immediately get that done. Cause it's like, it's going to be worthless no matter when I do it. I might as well just do it now. <laughs> Yes, but this one actually, it actually wasn't worthless. I ended up playing Gwent, so like, you know, I it mean, is what it is. It's always a win, right? There's literally always a win, especially since very recently I found out that I accidentally, from time to time, when I encounter a merchant, out of habit, just go, down, down, Gwent. Down, down, Gwent. That's like, that sounds like a cheat code. Down, down, Gwent. <laughs> up, up, down, down, B-A, select, start, Gwent. <laughs> and uh, so I... I have some Gwent news, too, but we'll let you go through yours first. I was just doing this, and I was like, oh, crap. Well, I enter Gwent with a merchant, and, like, I'm not gonna not win at that point. Like, are you insane? I mean, that's five cra- whole crowns you would have lost. If I could back out of it. I would, but when you hit Gwent, they're like, yeah, let's play. I am quite literally not going to lose any of my money, and I'm definitely not going to lose the game. So I sit there and I play the game with them. And most of the time, if it's somebody that I've already beaten, I just get I get my crowns and then they give me something. Like somebody gave me wax one time. Somebody gave me like rope. I'm like, uh, okay, I get, you don't have a card anymore. I get it, but rope you're gonna give me rope you know a card is worth like 50 bucks i feel like maybe a butter knife like a silver butter knife like it literally anything other than a rope that's fine they had given me a rope ladder that would have been okay because for some reason those are like unbelievably like yeah those sell money. for like 20 some crowns for some bizarre reason one of them gave me a card someone you'd already beaten yes interesting the blacksmith that I frequently use, because I always use, there's a blacksmith in Blackborough. It was, he was actually the one that you told me about because I had never, funny enough, every time I had went to Blackborough, the blacksmith was never there and he constantly bugs out. Like the first time I show up, he literally never, ever allowed the, the talk button doesn't even show up. Yeah. I, I have the same problem with that exact same guy. He's like the only merchant I have ever had that problem with. And I'm like, okay, no problems. No problems at all. I'm just going to go ahead and meditate. And maybe in an hour, you'll be willing to talk to me. 
Well, then he's gone because I meditated too close to him, and I guess he was like, um, Geralt, step off. This is really creepy, dude. This what is are you weird. Doing? Get away from me. You literally just lay down and, from my perspective, went to sleep. So I'm gone. I don't, think, I don't think he lies down. He just sits down with his legs crossed. And then I'm like, okay. So I'll walk a little bit away, and then I meditate again, and he comes back. But the talk option is not there. <sighs> meditate again. And now the talk option is there now that I'm far enough away from him. So I have to spend time with him at least an hour in silence <laughs> while I'm healing. For him to trust you. For him to trust me to talk to me. But that ridiculousness aside, I it was him. I know I have beaten him before. I just have. He's It was grayed out and everything. Like I have literally never once... Not, I developed this system immediately because I want to know if I played someone to get a card or not. But now I'm just going to have to play everyone infinitely because I need them Gwent cards. How many cards do you have left? I, I, I don't even know how to check. When you first got the Gwent deck, there's a b- book that goes in the quest items. Your inventory is called like the, the Mysterious Guide to Gwent or whatever. And if you read it, it tells you how many cards you're missing. Well, first of and all, where they are. I haven't even been to Skellige. Yeah, Skellige only has like 17 cards, I think. So I haven't even been there at all. So I'm definitely missing at least 17. But at this point... I think I'm still missing like 40-something. I also haven't done all of the side quests, like the Gwent side quests, um, because I was trying to do other things than just play Gwent for an entire week. This is the Gwent episode. <laughs> it's like there's okay. So so one time I d- destroyed somebody by like a thousand points. And it's like, Ooh, uh, there was another time where I lost and it was a dark day. But then I played them again and immediately won. What's your what's your deck like? How like what's your strategy right now? We won't spend too much time on Gwent, but it has become such an important part of the experience. I feel like we have to talk about it a little bit. So I'm still using the North deck. Yeah, same here. Even though at this point, my Nilfgaardian deck could probably easily trounce. I have five legendaries in my Nilfgaardian deck and only two in my North, or three in my North deck. No, two in my North deck. Interesting. The my, two that I have in my deck North deck is still by far my, my strongest. I have like four legendaries in it, I think. The the two no, legendaries that I have is uh, obviously Yennefer. And that, even though I know Yennefer can be in any deck, you know... I just need that card to come up. And if I see another legendary, I'm just like, oh, this sucks. I might as well just leave the game. (laughs) You know, if I can't win with Yennefer, then what's even the point of playing this game? So I. (laughs) So as an aside, did you know, apparently not only is there a Gwent multiplayer game, but there's a single player Witcher game that has been released that is all Gwent based. I know we talked about a single player game. Uh, I, know, I, I remember we talked about they had released in the first episode. We talked about Gwent was so popular that. Yeah. So and, so, and both of us at the time were like, really? So there it's is that. worth an entire game. There's the standalone Gwent game, which is a free download. And I have downloaded it and we'll talk about it at some point. I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but I wanted to do that because that's kind of part of the Witcher experience at this point. But that's not the, the one I was talking about just there. There's one called Thronebreaker that's out that. You don't play as Geralt, you play as some queen, I think, of the North, actually of the Queen of Rivia, where Geralt's from, and 
you lead your armies and stuff, and it's all represented by you, you do Gwent battles. That's amazing. And I can definitely see, just looking back at episode one, like me sitting there saying, oh, Gwent's cool. It's better than anything in Final Fantasy, but like, still 100% I don't true. see why it's <laughs> worth its own game. It's worth its own game. It just is. I love Gwent. And of course, you know, the Gwent standalone looks like they've continued to add new cards and stuff as the game's gone on. Yeah, I I really like it. <laughs> Including ones based on that new Witcher game, apparently. There's like 20 new cards that came from that. So my... Thronebreaker. My... I still use the same guy that basically allows me to clear all weather because I still don't have any of the other leaders in the north. Interesting. I only have the two, but... Yeah, I have two as well. Maybe I have three then. I don't know. I have the Siege Breaker one, and then I I know obviously I have the one, that same one. I don't remember if I have any others. The other one was pick any torrential card or something. I oh, think the, it was the, random every time. The downpour or whatever? Yeah, downpour, where it's like immediately be torrential every time. And I'm like, my strategy is quite literally siege weapons. Yeah, which is why I'm the leader I have has been so helpful for my deck. Which would be nice if I had that one because of that same reason, but unfortunately I don't. But I get so many horn cards that it doesn't even matter. Yeah. I almost always, I always leave two in my deck. Same here. I two only horns. ever do 22 cards. I have, I think, I want to say like 24, but every once in a while, like I go back through and remove the lowest number cards just to make sure that I'm not. I don't have, I only have 22 because I want to be able to get the cards to come up as soon as possible that I really want. Yeah, I feel like the only deck where it might be in your advantage to have like a really huge deck is monsters. Yes. And so I have two spies that I hope I always get. Yeah, same here. Usually Extra I only get one. Like the prince or whatever. I really wish I had the neutral spy or the elf. Yeah, the elf one. The legendary spy. Yeah. The other thing is I didn't know that legendaries, I knew legendaries weren't affected by status effects. I did not know that legendaries weren't affected by any card. Buffs because when two, I yeah. threw Yennefer one time and I was like, yeah, sweet, I'll get to heal and I'll steal his thing and get, z- it'll be zero points for him, but it'll be two cards for me. I didn't have anything else. And so I just wasted my Yennefer card and I'm like, what? Why can't I choose that guy? Why isn't he there? Oh, come on. Mm -hmm. So that sucked. Um, But it's mostly siege stuff. Although I do have a bunch of uh, arrows at this point, I have very little sword. And the only swords that I I have a lot of melee and not a whole lot of swords, but it's my deck also revolves around siege. What I also need to do is I really just need to remove the torrential downpours from my deck because I literally never use them. I only have one of each weather card in my deck. I try to keep those pretty lean. I have one of each one, but I should just remove the torrential downpour because I'm never even going to use it. The only ones that I ever end up using are Biting Frost, specifically because of monsters. Because with monsters, it seems like... Most of the ones that come out a bunch are almost all melee. Yeah. Yes. And what you really should do if you're playing a monster deck is have a ton of clear weather. Mm Mm-hmm. Because if anyone throws down a Biting Frost, you're screwed. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. 
as basically the only way it, to, to beat a monster deck. If I lose to a monster deck, usually what I'll do is I'll go back in and add an extra Biting Frost to increase the chances that I'll actually get one. But yeah. my deck is is pretty solid, and I have a pretty good understanding of the game at this point that I really... I don't really have that problem very much. And it's not like it's not a guaranteed win every single time because th- th- that's why I like it so much because your hand changes every single time. And unless you get the spies, you can't really get any new cards. So a lot of times it's just up to luck. And there are sometimes I've lost just because like I don't get any of the cards that I really want. I have those siege guys that basically make all your siege weapons go really one. go up by one. Mm-hmm. And I have like three of those in my deck. Cause I always want as many as I can get. Exactly. I have three of them. One time I got all three of them, no siege weapons, a bunch of bows and like the one sword guy who's a legendary in my deck. And I lost because I'm like, I have nothing. Yeah. I didn't even get a spy. So I can't even get any of my siege weapons. You know what really stinks is I have an eight siege weapon. That has a hand on it. I've never seen any more of that one. I have exactly. Yeah. I have. Ne- I've seen other people only have one. Yeah. But I've never seen another one of those cards. I'm like, please give me the card. Like I need it. It feels like every time I bust out that eight, though, it gets scorched, which is really annoying. You know what really ticks me off is I don't know exactly how scorch works because I don't have it. But what I do know is one time somebody hit Scorch on one of my sixes. I had a six Siege and a six Bow and Arrow out, and it killed both of them. As as far as I can tell, I think how it works is whatever your highest number out that's not a Legendary, it destroys all of that number. And it's horrible. Especially when I have three... One time I lost because I had three six siege weapons sitting out there which most of the time i won't drop my lowest stuff until i know that they've already burned like a siege or something because i've had to because scorch is a thing i now have to play (laughs) defensively a lot of the time right yeah what really sucks is when they have multiple spies and then when I throw my spies, then they throw decoy and take my spies it, and then play them. It seems like everybody runs with a bunch of decoys and I barely use them. Yes. And I don't know, maybe I should use a decoy, but decoy for me seems only applicable when a spy is out there. The only other thing I can see it for, and I've seen the computer do it a couple times, is like if you pass early, you could use that... Uh, if the other guy passes and you're way ahead of him, you could take back a really good card. That's like the only other thing. Yeah. Which there, I guess there are a few times I wish I could have used that, but overall, but I general, just don't I feel think like, it's valuable enough to leave in my deck. Right. Like, I feel like I would rather just have more points than that because basically having a zero doesn't seem worth it at all. Well, now that we've spent 15 minutes on Gwent, even though <laughs> this is the Gwent episode, but... I know there are going to be a few people happy about that in our Discord. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should, uh, I will say, though, just to incentivize you, you're probably going to want to go finish the Novigrad Legendary Card Quests. Oh? Because I got the greatest card of all time at the end of that. Okay. It's Series Card, and she's a 15. Here we go with you ruining Siri content for me it's a, again. It's a Gwent card. But Siri... 
I cannot believe this. Have you not learned your lesson, sir? It's a Gwent card. It's a Gwent card. It is still Siri content, and you have still you also ruined specifically my life. said you stopped caring about spoiling Siri content. So what is this card? It's just Siri, and it's a 15, and it's amazing. Does anyone else have this card? Well, the guy I played against it did, but, oh, then, but now it's my card. <laughs> That's going to be rough to beat. Especially because even if I had a Scourge, which I have literally never found them. Yeah. It doesn't affect legendaries. legendaries. Exactly. But yeah, she doesn't have any power, like any other powers or anything, thank God, because she's already ridiculous enough. But yeah, her strength is 15. It's, I'm kind of probably going to have to use my Nilfgaard deck on that one with my multiple legendaries. I don't know why I insist on still using the North when at this point it's, it's definitely it my weaker deck. Yeah. It's, it's more just, I have a strategy with it. And the one thing I do really like about the Nilfgaard is they always win on ties. I do really appreciate getting that extra card as the North, though. That's tough. That's rough to give up. And I honestly think that's one of the biggest reasons why I still use the North. Yeah. Is because I really like that. I mean, Nilfgaard winning on ties is awesome because it essentially means you can go all out from the very beginning and just hope that they end up using all of their cards, too. Honestly, the other thing of it is... The Scoia'tael perk seems extremely useless. The monster one's also awesome because you get that to keep that random card out on the field. Yes. But the Scoia'tael one, by comparison, feels extremely weak. I don't know what the Scoia'tael one is. You get to choose who goes first. Oh, yeah. they Because I see that all the time. Yes and no. No, because if you could choose to have them always go first and you have a spy deck, you could essentially always have the potentially always have a rare card wasted immediately and for you to just immediately put a spy down yeah. that that could be potentially what's, what's interesting is they all, the computer almost always chooses to go first with it i did notice that and i'm like but i would much rather go second better for me yeah i would much rather go second especially if i have a spy out on round one mm-hmm. uh duh i had a monster deck one time they they threw out one of their high level, like, I think they threw out the crones first, which, why would you do that? Yeah, that's a that's a big play at the beginning. I was like, sweet. So, 20 points on your side. Well, let me just go ahead and put this spy out there. And because I had two, put it this was spy. their turn again. Yeah. And then they threw something else that threw out, like, six other cards. I'm like, okay, throw out the other spy. And then they passed. I also pass. <laughs> and then I'm like, you, you're screwed. I have 12 cards. You have six left at this point. You're done. Yeah. I win a lot of games through that where I basically just drag them out in the first round, but then I have more cards left than them. Yes. And then I just destroy them in two and three. There's one time I passed early and the guy, he threw down a spy And it put me at like a nine and I was like, okay, cool. And then he throws another spy and I'm like, oh, wait, this kind of sucks. I'm like, I already passed. I'm like, but I have like 18 points now. And then he threw down a decoy and then threw another spy on me. And I'm like, dude, I'm at like 20 points. They didn't pass to let me win. They then continued to throw down like all of their cards and then... They beat me, but they had 
six cards and I still had nine. And I'm like, idiot, why would you throw down all those spies and get all those cards and not just pass knowing that you have more cards than me? One time I was up against the AI and they got they must have gotten really confused or something because they apparently had like three decoys. And in the same round. I had already passed. They threw down like a, a legendary decoy that legendary. It just looped that like three times and burned all of their decoys. What? Yeah. Maybe it's like, I don't know what to do with this. Let's just get this over with. Anyway, we should definitely actually move on. Past well, there Quint. was one more. Other okay. Th- <laughs> there was one more Quint thing because there was this one time um, where I had, uh, again, it was another weird AI thing because I had thrown down all of my spies And they were like, okay, they threw down all their spies. I had 28 points. They must have got like the worst garbage on the planet because they proceeded to play all of their cards down to, I kid you not, like two. And I still won. (laughs) They couldn't even beat me on the first round. And I had passed because I threw out all my spies. And so now I have, I had, I think, 11 cards and they had two. And then the very next round, it was clear weather. And then immediately like torrential downpour. (laughs) I was like, dude, you are screwed. And I ended up, I think I... I think I even pasted it in the Discord because I ended up with like a hundred and forty-four points or something insane. Oh, this is the best. This is the best thing that's ever happened to me. I have never seen this amount of points, even against monster decks. The highest I had ever seen was twenty-five, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm sitting pretty with a hundred and forty-four. <laughs> or no, it wasn't that one because they they actually did a. They had a decent deck, but they only had a measly 70 points. Like, why'd you, why did you even show up like, today? What are you doing with yourself? Like, you should just stop the game, dude. So anyway, <laughs> 20 minutes in and all we've talked about is Gwent. If you learn nothing else from this podcast, it's that Gwent is amazing. Yes, play Gwent. If, you don't even, if you're not even playing The Witcher 3, just boot it up and play Gwent. You don't even have to do that because there's a single player game now just download that isn't it free the 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 multiplayer one is free yes yeah just download gwent you're just playing gwent against other people oh yeah met rose again turns out i was wrong about the bed laying yeah i wasn't gonna say anything but like i i was thinking about it when we talked about it before like i'm not even sure how you could get to sleeping with her well i thought it was just gonna be you fight her with the sword and then she's like oh you're Manly Witcher man, blah, 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 lay with me or something. I don't know. If she was honestly attracted to Dandelion, it's like, I mean, Geralt of Riviera. Yeah, but Dandelion's a bard. He's got that huge charisma score. Geralt of Riviera. She is a swordsman. He literally fights monsters for a living. If anything was more attractive to her as a swordsman woman, then just telling stories, it's going to be Witcher who slays monsters for a living. Because the first thing she did is like, oh, so you fought this thing and you fought this thing and you fought this thing. And he's like, yeah, I mean, that's quite literally my job. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, you make a good point. Yeah, that does seem like something she would be into. So you fight her 
And then she complains about her corset or something and then uses that opportunity to run away because really what she wants to do is just get away for a little while is immediately accosted by dudes because of course she is because she's a woman who is attractive and also is wearing very nice clothes so probably rich so of course she's getting accosted and um what did i guess what did you do if i remember correctly i tried to talk them down but couldn't and had to fight them you you there was an option to just I don't Wave remember your hand, just Jedi mind trick them away. I mean, if there was an option for that, then that's what I did. Cause I do that literally every time. It's an option. <laughs> Cause I, I maxed out one of the very first things I did with my character was max out that sign. So I would have the option every single time it was p- possible. So did I. Yeah. I'm, I'm all the way up there just for that sweet XP. I just noticed that I'm level, I think 16 now I want to say 16 or 17. Hey, you can go to Skellige now. <laughs> I can. Level-wise. But I just realized that I've never gone back and updated any of my mutagens. I probably have like 20 points that I haven't spent. Yikes. I'm going to have some fun. Yeah. Because I'm already laying waste to everything. I'm, I'm getting close to... I'm about ready to unlock the third tier of sword upgrades. I would be... I'm doing all signs anyway. I do. I, I've been I've been basically doing enough sword to unlock the next sword tier, and then doing enough signs to unlock the next sign tier, and on like that. That's I will probably just keep doing the the signs only because the only thing that I did on the sword tier was I got strong enough to get the adrenaline thing, get the adrenaline immortal thing, which is amazing. That what is an adrenaline point? Is that just the red? Yes. Okay, because one time I used it. And I thought I had adrenaline. I guess I didn't. Yeah, you have to have a full point because it goes from like dark red to light red when you have a full point. Got it. Got it. I, so I think that was the issue. And there are things you can do to get more because I have like two or three at this point. But by default, I think you only get one. But so then after you wave these these guys away, she's just immediately like the giant, the biggest jerk on the planet. Like, I can't believe those guys would even think to put a hand on me and I am royalty and I can't because I did the same thing. I waved my hand and then they they just were like, okay, it's time to go home. Although thinking back on it, I probably should have just killed him because it's like if you're going to attack a random woman in the street, like you're not exactly a great person anyway. So does that mean you deserve to die? Maybe not, but. It's not like I can arrest them, so I don't really know. Also, she's royalty, so regardless... She's not she's just, royalty, she's a noble. Oh, well, anyway. I mean, regardless, the guards nobles, would be but- like, oh, you killed him because of this. Not that the guards literally ever... Ca- I'm constantly killing bandits in Novigrad, and they care zero. But so she's immediately the biggest jerk on the planet and talks about how... I'm gonna when when my dad becomes this thing or the other, I'm gonna make sure I track them down. I'm gonna remember their names and I'm gonna have them killed. I'm like, are are you serious? They they were literally just giving you a hard time. Like they didn't even touch you. They were literally just catcalling you in the street. And she's like, you just don't get it. You don't get it because you're Gerald of Riviera. I don't remember what she says, but. She's just like, you just don't get it and leave me alone. I'm like, okay, get away from me. I want nothing to do with you. So super so, wrong on that front. So basically, 
I thought that was an interesting resolution because it kind of showed that for all her pretending to be a tough lady, she just immediately fell back to being the spoiled noble that everybody thought she was anyway. And then immediately acted like a spoiled noble. Right. Well, that's what I mean. Like, she just, that was really who she was all along. She was just basically pretending to be someone else. Because it's like, she could have easily defended herself with a sword. Yeah. Like, she could, she could have taken them. Probably. If she wanted to. She I mean, didn't. I destroyed her, but again. Well, yes, but she's also like level 12 or whatever. And But the point is, regardless, she's not a terrible fighter. So, I mean, like, she's probably better than those guys. If she really wanted to fight, but but when it came down to it, turns out she didn't want to fight. Oh, you know what? I did. I did finish the story. I forgot. I hadn't saved uh, Dandelion yet. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so the next thing, so I actually did that Rose thing first because I think I found her on my way to go save Dandelion, and I was like, well, I mean, while I'm here, I might as well. I, I do that a lot sometimes. Well, there. Sometimes I'll just see like an exclamation point and be like, I'm going to go see what this quest is. And then basically you get stuck in the quest. And if all I want to do is really just grab it and add it to my list. Yeah, that happens to me a lot. And a lot of times it's so Dandelion had a similar quest like that for me, even though it's in my quest list. If I'm in the area, because it's like it's this is important. Go here. I walked over and it was just Dandelion with his starting his whole quest line. Um Oh, but yeah, I had go, to, go but I had to, to save him first. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I ran into the exact same thing. See, I've gotten really paranoid about that because well, this was back in Velen. I don't think I ever mentioned it, but there was a quest I took once where I went to the exclamation point and some lady's like, oh, you got to go find my, you know, fiance or whatever in the woods. And I'm like, cool, I'll go ahead and slot that into my list and I'll get back to you was running around doing some question marks and it wasn't very long. This was like, I like, I immediately went to these question marks next was fighting a bandit camp. And all of a sudden it popped up that that quest failed. Oh, because you didn't go immediately. Yeah. So at first I was like, wait, was he one of the bandits somehow? And then I went back and this is the only time I've gone back and reloaded because I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I like, that's not a decision I made. Something's just weird here. Yeah. But because he- it really should have just been like, it really should have just been like added it to your list and you'll get to it later. Exactly. Like, like the others. But so now I'm really paranoid every time I talk to somebody that it, something similar is going to happen because that was the one and only time a new section of my quest log ap- appeared for failed quests. I had a failed quest. I've, I have never had any other than that one. I feel like you should have because when I did the whole Horson thing, because I got the information from somebody else. I can't remember who I got it from, but I know you ended up getting the information from... Through Cleaver stuff. Through Cleaver stuff. Right, but... I failed the Cleaver quest because I got the information the other way. Right, but the main quest... I don't think it's possible to fail any of the main quests, and getting the information was a main quest, because you can't proceed in the game without completing it. I understand that, but there are two ways to get the information. But the other one was part of the main quest, only Cleaver was a side quest. Oh... Okay, so yeah, I I did the main quest piece, so I I I failed the cleaver quest. But I actually went back after I cuz I I thought I had screwed something up. So I saved and then I reloaded to a point before I had done getting the information. And then no matter what I did, I went back and I talked to Cleaver, but because I had already done the other three things without him, it had already just been like I walked up and talked to him. And then Geralt's only response is, I don't want to do business with you. 
I was like, well, wait a minute. I literally came here to do business with him. <laughs> but Carol, because I, I had already gone to all three locations and gotten the information anyway, and his men had already attacked. There was nothing to do. The so. only option was, screw you, Cleaver. I want nothing to do with you. Cool. So, yeah, I actually failed the Cleaver quest, but at that point, I didn't care because I I got to play Gwent. I got 100 gold out of it. I feel like I had a better run that time be only because all you did was just go in and immediately fight people and watch Cleaver's yeah. men die. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't disagree. I just have a habit of trying to do the side quest before I do the main quest, partially for that reason, because I'm like, well, main quest is probably going to cause things to change, so side quests may disappear. And that's part of why I've just been doing... I've actually been doing it in order... If I have multiple things at the same level, I always do all the side quests before I do the main quest and just knock them out. I only do the main quest when there's nothing, everything I have left is higher level than that. Normally, I would do that, too, except the Cleaver thing. I specifically just didn't do his because. Sure. No, I know. I just. That was just. I got option. paranoid after failing a quest. <laughs> That's how I am now. Normally, I do that, too. But because we've needed story content and the like. I'm not judging you. I'm just saying that's how I've been doing it. No, I get that. I'm just saying normally I would be doing the exact same thing, but I'm not really in a position where I I haven't been in a position where I could do that. Yeah. So I got to the point where I think last time we left off right at the play after we had done the play. After we had done the play, which the very the next thing you immediately do is you, t you talk to Dudu forever. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the whole Siri thing where he he looks at Siri and um or while well, Garrett your Geralt looked at Siri I just decided not to and uh the very next thing was to actually save Dandelion and the plan was pretty solid and when you meet Zoltan up at the hill one of the th one of the things that he immediately asks you is hey why didn't we just have him let Dandelion go and Geralt's, I loved Geralt's answer because it just, it made so much sense. Not that I was just, not that I had questioned the plan to begin with. I didn't question the plan either, but then when Zoltan asked the question, I was like, wait, you know, that's a good point. <laughs> and then Geralt's like, so Menge disappears, shows back up with a scar on his face and immediately lets one of his prisoners go. Don't you think that'd be a little weird? Zoltan's like yeah you're right i'm like yeah he is right you told yeah d d stupid <laughs> how could you like even think why would you question carol what's like, wrong with what? you come on like you didn't know that from the beginning <laughs> i did i totally knew that <laughs> and then immediately i'm like oh dude yeah 100 of course i will say though zoldan's kind of a Kind of a kick butt fighter. I don't know if you ever watched him like f watch him fight at all, but he takes on a lot of people. Yeah. So the before we get into that, the 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 immediate fight, Priscilla shows up, and that is you were talking about how you didn't trust her. I'm yeah. assuming it's because she showed up. Correct. Did you beat her in Gwent? I did, and then she gets mad. She yes, I beat her, and she's then she's like, this is a stupid "I don't even know why I did this." And Geralt's just like, "I mean, you wanted to play, so like, this is a stupid game." <laughs> it's just it's so funny because Geralt didn't even need to say anything, but he was just like, "You asked to play, like, what do you expect to happen?" Again, in all things, you're up against Geralt of Riviera. 
I've corrected you several times, but I have to say it again. It's Rivia. You've never once I corrected have, I have corrected you several you times. You corrected me when I said Garrett. I In the same conversation, I called. I said you also called him Riviera, and it's Rivia. Just so you know, it's Geralt of Rivia. I said in the very beginning, I was never going to say the whole thing, and there's a reason why. <laughs> but you say the whole thing constantly. You just say the wrong whole thing. <laughs> and you've only ever corrected me the one time that I'm aware of. <laughs> Geralt of Rivia. There you go. Yennefer of Vengerberg. Correct. That one I ain't going to get wrong. Triss of, I don't know, the sewers. She doesn't have an of. Yeah, because she's of the sewers. <laughs> she just doesn't want to be like, yo, I'm not going to tell you that. I'm not going to. This is just where I've been hanging out for the past while. And then there's Kara Metz of bedbugs. <laughs> See, it's interesting because traditionally, I mean. I don't know how it works in the Witcher world, but traditionally when you're called something of a place, that usually means you're nobility, like landed nobility. And it's like, I don't think Yennefer being a noble, I could totally buy that. I'm pretty sure Geralt's not. Yes, but he is bound to Yennefer. Yeah, but then you would think he would also be a Vengerberg in that case if, that, if his connection was through her. It's possible, but I think it's, it's not the... It's from what I understand, it's not the place that you were born. It's the place that you grew up. I don't know. Maybe Geralt was nobility for a time and then lost it. Maybe his dad was like noble or something. I don't know. I'm sure the books probably talk about that in some way. I have no idea, though. It just stood out to me. I was thinking about that recently. Maybe we should research that. Okay. Instead of playing Gwent so much, we'll come back and figure out why Geralt of Rivia. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> is of Rivia. Yes, we'll we'll have to do that at some point. Well, he's really from Riviera, but <laughs> you know, they it just it's not really something that's talked about in the games. They say it wrong constantly, you know, it just it is what it is. So Smooth. you save Dandelion because immediately after you beat Priscilla, then Dandelion comes up, and that is where I didn't immediately chase after the guy because I'm like I am not going to leave all of these swords and items just sitting there. So I definitely joined the fight and there's 15 guards and I'm thinking, wow, this is going to suck. And but you're right. Him and his, even his henchmen, yeah. like the people that were with him, they were all really good fighters. I mean, him even more so, but like, I mean, you, basically what I'm getting is you can tell he's had a lot of adventures over the years because yeah, that guy knows how to fight. Real good. He's definitely good at his job, which seems to be, for, for the moment, destroying people <laughs> and saving Dandelion. So then after you, because I killed all the people. I did actually chase pretty quickly, but I stood around long enough to see them fight a little bit. And I was like, wow, dude. I destroyed all job. the people. And then he's immediately like, go after him. Now that this is taken care of, go after him. Okay. It turns out I didn't need to. <laughs> Again. I like that there was a, that extra bit of dialogue for if you had chosen to stick around like that. That's pretty cool. And it was kind of interesting because it turns out I didn't actually need to chase him because you get all the way and he hides in some dwarf painter, like like dwarf hobbit place. Yeah, they're like living. Yeah, yeah. there was like I think it was like two hobbits and a dwarf. And at first they don't even want to tell you how to get in. Well, they're probably afraid that you're just going to barge in and lock yourself inside like they did. Yeah, and then. Geralt's like, right, do you want them to leave at some point? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
here's a key, go around back. Did you stay at the bottom and listen to Dandelion? I was I was gonna bring that up, yeah. I <laughs> love his attempted escape is fantastic. And he's just sitting there, he's like, Do you have any idea who I am? I'm worth so much money. I'm like, I am nobility, sir. Like, I can't even believe this. And then when you Again, he's he's being the bard. When you kill the guy, Dandelion is immediately like I was just about to have the man. Like, he was just about to let me free. I can't believe you would you would stop in the middle of this. And, and Carol is what's, what's really funny is the dwarves that didn't want me to go into their house looted everything on the way to Dandelion. Of course, because that's just how you are everywhere. Before I untied Dandelion, I looted some more. While Dandelion has a, a, a muzzle over him or something. Or I think they put a sock in his mouth. I can't remember. Yeah, because eventually, like, he stops talking. Like, the talking eventually stops, and that's why. And then you just hear him struggling. Well, I'm looting everything. You save him, and you have a little dialogue, and he kind of talks to you about Siri and everything. And then you get outside. I can't remember if you play a Siri immediately. You do when he tells you the story. I'm almost positive. I think. Thought you waited, and I thought it was once you got outside. Oh, oh! In that case, yes. Like it was because he doesn't start to tell you like the real story of what happened until you're. He's like sitting outside the house, and um, I just love how the dwarfs come out and they give me like a reward for getting them out of their house. Like guys, I just robbed you blind. Like I leave, and I've got all of this stuff. The the thing is, here's this big painting. I've been playing this game. And yeah, this is like this gigantic, like bulbous dude who's clearly not taking care of himself. He's the hierarch. He's the head of the church. Question is, does he really look like that? Or is that some sort of like, can we just establish the a fact caricature? <laughs> I don't know because I don't know that I've ever seen him. I would imagine at some point we'll be crossing that bridge. But what I want to know, the painting says it's of hierarch Himmelfart. <laughs> Once again, I want to know if this is a horse situation. Is that the name he actually goes by, or are they making fun of him? I need to know. Well, I'm sure we're going to find him at some point. Because if his name is really Himmelfart, I will be very happy. Although, I would expect him to be in Novigrad. Although, Novigrad is just the free city where everyone is at. Yeah, the church has a lot of influence there, but I don't think it's the capital. Because he's probably wherever like their equivalent of, you know, like... The Vatican is. Yeah. I, I wonder if that's in Skellige. I have to assume that we're over halfway through the game at this point. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure we've got a ways to go. The DLC starts at like level 34. Yeah, but the Skellige is only level 16. I understand that, but that's what I'm saying. I, I kind of feel like we're like halfway through the game. I mean, maybe. I think there's more than we thought. Because we've already seen, like, Skellige, I'm assuming, that's where you, either you, I mean, I guess we're getting into the end of the podcast, even though I'm not done talking about other stuff, but I'm assuming that once you get to Skellige, after the whole events there is when you probably actually find Siri. So what I'm thinking, my guess as far as that goes, is we don't actually catch her, but based on the information of all three, we get to go to the actual place she is. Yeah. That's kind of my theory. And then at some point, I know we have to go back to Kaer Morin because it's on the world map. It is, yes. You have to go. There. I, 
my Karamets is there, and I, I think I know yours is too. Yes. But so when I played a Siri this time, I actually remembered, and it actually popped up. What's even more strange is this time it was immediately said, oh, by the way, if you hold attack, you can fight all these dudes at once. Where was this information last time? Are you kidding me? Because I said I was going to reload and go back and do that, but I never did because I'm like, I'm going to play a Siri again. I might as well just wait. Like, I don't have time to just was go it, through. Was it not awesome, though? Oh, yes. It was amazing. Although I killed myself so many times because sometimes when she teleports in, if she teleports in front of them, she, like, teleported into their sword once and it did damage to me. <laughs> Oops. And I'm like, Siri, I kind of I kind of feel like you, you could have planned that a little better. <laughs> you could have teleported anywhere and you decided to teleport into his sword. It's like, haven't you ever heard of Dodge? I know you have because you can do that cool teleport dodge. Except if there was someone right behind her, she'd just teleport directly into the sword. But there's so many times, especially when there was a bunch of them, where I would hit it off and then like three people would hit me. While she's doing her attacks, and then I get, then she stops like in the middle where it started, and then like all three of them are just pile drive, and it killed me. So I had to be, it's definitely cool. It was really not for like more than one or two people, though. I but, figured this would be some amazing thing where it just like one hit kills see, everybody. See, that's interesting because I, that's kind of how it felt for me. I was just like slaughtering everybody with that move. No, I didn't. I had a lot more problems. That's interesting. I wonder I wonder if Siri's stats are influenced at all by like Geralt's position when you get to that game. I mean, I don't know what our difference is. I'm just trying to think like if, you know, if my Geralt's a higher level than yours when you get to that section, is she stronger? Maybe. I, it also gives you the option to loot things as her. Yeah, even though there's like nothing to take. And she has no inventory or anything. It, it even it actually shows up. Yeah. It doesn't tell you what you got, but in the bottom, when it gives you your stats, it says Siri picked up sword, Siri picked up sword, Siri picked up um, bandage, or Siri picked up this. Like It shows as if it actually goes into an inventory. It's just she doesn't have one. Hmm. So I'm not sure what's actually happening to the items. I don't really care what's happening to the items, but I guess next time I need to take a stock of my actual inventory before I play as her, because... <laughs> If it was somehow giving me the items as Geralt, like it's kind of cool game wise. But so Geralt hears this story. So the narrative that I have to paint here is Geralt hears this story of Siri, and as Dandelion's telling it, it's like she looted this corpse, and like items just show up in Geralt's inventory. He's so, like, "Whoa, what's a sword?" So so Dandelion has reached true epic level bard, and his his ability to tell stories can actually influence the reality around him. Apparently. I think just some of Siri rubbed off on him. I mean, that's probably more likely. Yes. <laughs> he, he, he like the prones. He probably like the crones. He probably like nibbled on her leg or something. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Please Siri. Just, just a taste. I really would not put it past dandelion. Although I think he knows better. I, I think, Dandelion knows if there's literally anyone in the world who's off limits in Siri. <laughs> like, Triss or Yennefer would be less off limits than Siri would be. Yeah, because, I mean, given the way Geralt's, you know, slept with lots of people, Geralt would probably be like, 
oh, I, I wouldn't have thought that you would have been her type, whatever. But Siri, I feel like he just, like, pull his sword out and just, like, stare at Dandelion as he starts to tell the story. He's like, you know what? I'm going to go there. As he's telling the story, Geralt is slowly walking forward with his sword, like, stabbing him over time. Like, <laughs> like I'm just imagining him telling the story and Geralt's just, like, got, like, a whetstone and is, like, sharpening his sword the whole time he's, he's talking. <laughs> and my sword glows, so, like, oh, that's I am really not interesting. Kidding. Andrew, I still use the same two swords. Oh, wow. I've changed swords several times. I still use the sword that gives me bleeding and critical, and I still use the silver sword that I have because I still haven't gotten a better one. Oh, see, like, I got really excited because that same, the person who had the legendary Siri card I mentioned earlier was a merchant and had a relic sword like a relic steel sword that was like a huge upgrade on the one I had. And I was like, this is the best day. Where was he? He's just out in the middle of the woods. I had no idea he, that I didn't even know anything was there until the quest pointed me there. What quest? The like legendary card quest. The person who had the Siri card was a merchant and he has, I need to go do this legendary card quest. I don't think I have that. But yeah, I, I just was like, is that something you get after you beat all the people in the big city? Well, it's he's the last person in the big city quest, but he's out in the middle of the woods. Yes. All right. So I guess I bet I better do that immediately then, because yeah, once you do get everybody else, they all they point you out there, and then he's like, he's a some elf merchant who set up shop because he's in like the elf slums. There's only one sword that I've gotten that I think I'm going to get rid of one of my other swords. I don't I don't know if it's the silver sword or if it's my steel sword. If it's if it's my steel sword, I. I'm just not going to use it because the the steel sword that I have with like a 50% chance of bleeding, nothing can beat that. Just nothing. Because as soon as I attack something and they start bleeding, they're just dead. I just chew through everybody with that sword is the Emmentaler. So I don't know if you've gotten it yet. I've probably passed through it, honestly, because I've gotten several upgrades since then. But the Emmentaler has fire damage. And you get it from a cheese dungeon. Okay, then no, because as soon as you say the words cheese dungeon, I have no idea what you're talking about. So please continue. (laughs) (laughs) Because like the hog hut, this sounds amazing. I want to say it was one of my side quests. I can't remember which one it was, or maybe it was just a question mark that I I happened upon. But essentially, no, I think it was a, a, a quest, but... You're basically, you're going up and you're checking out some wizard's hideout. Okay. So this wizard, his house was essentially destroyed. And when you're there, there's a teleportation circle. You can activate the circle and it immediately takes you into this dungeon. Okay. Yeah. None of this sounds familiar at all. This is definitely something I have somehow missed. I guess the question is, do you want me to talk about it or do you want me to point it out so you can do it for yourself? I feel like you should just go ahead and talk about it. I mean, I want to do it for myself anyway. It's but not I am, as special as the hog hut. But I am way too intrigued by te- by the, the phrase cheese dungeon to let this go. It is, which is hilarious because he calls the sword the Emmentaler. <laughs> so, it has fire damage. You you The first level of this dungeon that you get into, apparently this wizard was big into cheese. <laughs> because he has a whole room filled 
with nothing but cheese. I mean, this is like a dungeon with a gigantic room. Do, do you remember, Have you? did you see the news story a long time ago where they uncovered something underneath one of the Chinese cities and it turned out that they found all those like statues? Oh yeah, the, the like terracotta soldiers. And it was just a gigantic room of those soldiers? Yeah. Imagine that, but with like little but with like bowl statue things that has nothing but cheese for like the whole room the man loves dairy turns out the cheese has gone bad apparently bad enough to kill you although wait what i didn't test this theory out but it became immediately apparent that this was a maze because there was the smoky cheese kind of like that um smoke stuff that you couldn't breathe in the stuff you had to like throw the fire at to well not just that no i don't think we talked about it but when you were doing right after for digster stuff right after oh, you, talked you had to, to drink Raka, you have to drink the the, the antidote thing yeah i don't know if the antidote would have worked because again the maze wasn't super difficult to figure out and it Garrett was like i better not touch this cheese <laughs> i'm sorry i just the Witcher is such a wild game because, like, it's so, so serious most of the time. And then we have the magical hog room and apparently the dungeon of deadly cheese. Which is why I cannot wait for Cyberpunk 2077. Because the the sheer th- number of ridiculous things that that game is going We're gonna to have. We're going to have to hack the cyber cheese. I just... I. You're going through this dungeon and you have to get through all of this cheese stuff. I love keep it coming. I love everything you're throwing down right now. (laughs) So then you make it through that whole dungeon. You make it through that whole dungeon. And then there's you activate a thing and it teleports you to yet another section. (laughs) Fortunately, this one uh, is flooded. And then you 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 basically get to the very end of it. And there's actually a decently good cruddy fight because it's a foglet and is it it a foglet but like in cheese fumes because i would be really happy it was because his he immediately comments on well i guess this foglet's immune to cheese or something (laughs) i'm like are you like are you kidding me this is my this is Geralt's life right now Geralt of rivia (laughs) fighting a cheese monster And this foglet was like, it was, I don't remember what level it was, but I remember it being somewhat of a tough battle to the point where I had to run away, wait for a minute, heal up with some water, and then run back to go fight this cheese (laughs) Cheese monster. (laughs) Oh my God, this is amazing. And you then have you, to tell me where this is. And then you get done with it. I'll, I'll see if I can find it on the map. I'll, all I have to do is just look up Cheese Dungeon, and then I'll know uh, what the quest was, so then I can just see uh, where it was. Oh my god, yes. And uh, when you're done, you you get to this one section where you have to... forgot about this until just now. <laughs> it's protected by a giant magical statue, and you have to burn the cheese in order to lower the... <laughs> And so you have to lower the magic barrier. Wait, wait, wait. 
the magical barrier is it connected to the cheese? It's connected to the cheese somehow, and you have to destroy the cheese. And the only way I know how to do that is to burn it. So I burn the cheese. So this guy loved cheese so much that he put up a magical force field so no one could steal his cheese. And I'm pretty sure... He was, like, force-feeding some poor, like, person cheese. Okay, that got way less funny all of a sudden. <laughs> yes! It's just, like, I this I was having dude... a great time, and now you went and ruined it by implying that he's, like, force-feeding people cheese. It was just this one guy. I only found one dead body. Oh! Well, I found his dead body, too, I think. But <laughs> a magic force field was protecting this sword, and Geralt, in his only Geralt can do goes you know if this sword burns as much as that cheese does it's gonna be a really nice weapon I think <laughs> I'll call it the Emmentaler <laughs> what? and then you leave and you're outside back in the random wilderness at this dude's destroyed house and it's like what did I just do <laughs> Man, like, I feel like the only way that quest would have been better is if, like, there were just randomly, like, piles of cheese scattered around the destroyed houses that don't make any sense until you go in the portal. There might have been that I just didn't notice. Because that would be, like, primo A-plus grade A cheese. I I do want to say, though, I'm really impressed by the fact that both of us are being really thorough in this game, and yet somehow we're finding things the other person hasn't. I know. And like, that, there, there's just so much content. And more importantly is the fact that, like, you had gotten far ahead of me and done a... I think you I think you said that you did almost all of the side quests at this point. I mean, at this point, yeah. I By the time you were catching up to me here in the last week, like, yeah, I'm basically almost ready to go to Skellige. Like, in terms of I've almost knocked everything else out. And so I'm sitting here thinking, like... Well, first of all, how did I find this and you didn't? But second of all, it's just like, it's it's crazy. You're right. It's just crazy that there's so much stuff in this game. Way more than I ever would have thought. Because a lot of games where, because it, it's also got a pretty big map. Yeah. Oh, and that's, yeah. That's one thing that I did hear about Cyberpunk 2077 is they said that the map is smaller than The Witcher 3, which people were immediately like, oh, how could you do this? But then, they, but then other people were saying it is packed it's apparently like packed with content which is amazing because the witcher 3's map is already what i would call packed so if they squeeze even more into that oh my god yeah i seriously so much stuff in this game like i don't care what we're doing like when that game comes out we have to play it like we're on what this is part seven and i feel like at best we're halfway through the game and i don't even think we're that far this, this series is going to go way longer than Final Fantasy X. Yeah, because when we when we looked, Skellige, I think, is the next area that we can get to. Yeah. But is. I think there's at least two other areas that we haven't been yet. And especially if we're going to cover the DLC, because there's a lot of stuff there. Yeah. And, an, and I, I want to cover the DLC. I'm having so much fun with this game that I really do want to cover the DLC, too. Same here. I know the level cap with all the DLC got moved from 70 to 100. Oh. <laughs> Wow. Okay. But I think in both, even with the DLC, the level cap is like a new game plus thing. Oh, okay. Because if I remember correctly, when I was reading about it online, this was pre DLC, but people were saying like, you can do everything in the game and you wind up around like mid to late thirties. Okay. 
And so to get any higher than that, you have to New Game Plus it because everything gets in New Game Plus, everything becomes a higher level and all the gear is better and stuff. So it's like a, a Borderlands New Game Plus where everything just gets, or Diablo, where everything just gets harder and better. Well, that's what I was saying. Like, we have to be halfway through the game if the DLC stuff is in the 30s. We'd have to be. I mean, maybe, but the DLC stuff doesn't require you to have beaten the game to do it. I'm assuming that's because people would, because it's New Game Plus, I'm assuming that's because people probably would have started New Game Plus and then just immediately been like, oh, well, you know, I don't want to have to beat the whole game just to play this stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. But, like, that's what happened with... um because the last of the big of the DLC things unlocked when you, I believe, when you rescue Dandelion, doesn't it? I think it's when I, if I remember right, that's when you get the notice of the blood and wine, which is the last one. I think so. Yeah, I can't remember, but I do remember seeing something. Because there's only it. two like major DLC packs: the um, Heart of Stone and Blood and Wine. Although, as I understand it, Blood and Wine is gigantic because it was actually split into two parts. Yeah. I can't remember if I've seen anything about that yet or not. I have them just sitting in my main quest, but they're just like super high level. So did you get to Dolores? Remind me who that is. She was a lady that basically her house is haunted and she wants you to clear out the ghosts. Is this like a Witcher uh, contract? I don't think it was a contract. I think it was actually because I haven't done any of the contracts. I don't. Again, this sounds like something I have that doesn't ring a bell at all. Well, the only haunted house I remember is the one we talked about last week that was the godling. Okay. Well, this wasn't, it was a bunch of wraiths. It wasn't, it was haunted oh, in the oh, sense oh, that there were Like monsters. her old family estate? Yes. Okay, then yes. Sorry. I. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a while ago because that was back in Velen, wasn't it? Possibly. Okay. But yeah, yeah. Okay, then yes, I know what you're talking about. I did that. And I reloaded at multiple different points and did multiple different things. I am incredibly upset that there was no way to let her keep the money. Because the quest is you go and you clean out her house and she basically says, hey, if you do this for me, you know, she tells you exactly where her money would be. And it's like a hundred crowns. It's way more than I think anyone else has ever given me for anything that hasn't been like, like a contract, a contract or like a rich guy or something like Deekstra. And she basically says, you know, that's all of my savings. That's everything. Because she was a noble. Yeah. And then she decided that she was going to marry some guy. And then I don't know if things didn't work out or maybe he died I, or something. I, I got the impression that he died because it, it, the way she talked about it, she didn't seem like she had a lot of regrets about it, which makes me think they had a pretty solid life together. But then her brother also died. And so she wanted to go back and live in their old house because her brother, like she didn't have any contact with her brother at all because he he didn't like the idea of her marrying this guy for whatever reason. Well, cause, I mean, that's a pretty typical thing because a noble marrying below their station was, you can't do that. You marry up, you do not marry down. So I guess he had died or made some bad something or other, but f for whatever reason, she owns the house, but it was filled with wraiths. So you go and you clear them all out, but then she she talks about how all of her savings are in there, and she says, don't worry, it's yours, you know, if you clear out my house. And I was like, okay, fine, I'll do it. And I I got her money, I get back and I talk to her, and she's like, and it's the it's like the saddest thing that she says. She goes, did you find um, 
did you find the the treasure? Did you find my treasures? And she specifically says treasures, not money. And Geralt's like, yes. And then she goes, great, you earned every penny. And I'm like, let me give her the money. Because Geralt even specifically says, if you give me all of your money, because he says this before the quest even starts, what are you going to do? And she says, I'll find a way. Plus, if I have to, I'm sure that there's stuff in that health that's worth something that I can sell. She was like, but I'll have a roof under my head, so I'll I'll make a living somehow. And I'm like, okay, but I want to give this girl her money. So then I reloaded, found the money, but didn't take it, and then went all the way back to her. Then she said, again, did you find my treasures? And Geralt says, yes. And then she immediately says, great, you earned every penny. But I didn't take every penny. I'm like, okay, reload again to the very beginning of the quest. I didn't even look for her money. I did loot. The house, I mean, of course, <laughs> like, duh. I love that you are sitting here talking about how you feel bad about taking a little bit of money, but you probably steal way more than that worth of stuff. That was, first of all, it was definitely not worth more than a hundred because all she had was like a couple candle sticks and like maybe some rope, possibly like a banana or something that <laughs> would have been so old at that point that it would have been like rotted banana. But anyway... So then I specifically don't look for her money and I don't even go where it is. And I go back and talk to her and Geralt says, oh, yeah, yeah, I did it. Everything. And she says again, did you find my treasures? No. Oh, well, it should be there unless somebody else stole it. I mean, go back and get it whenever you can. And again, it didn't give me the option to just be like, don't worry about it. Like I have 18,000 gold. I do not care about a hundred like come on let me have something in this game to treat this poor old woman right and so then i was like fine i reloaded one last time and i just took the money because i'm like what's the point the game clearly like insists that i have it but thou must so i went and i got the money because i'm like if there's no option for me to be give her the money i might as well just go back and take it because it's like, what does it even matter? And it was just annoying because it, if I had said, if there was an option to just be like, no, take the money. I don't care. Like, you're you're going to need that. I am perfectly fine just killing a bunch of the wraiths and getting their mutagens. Like, seriously. It means nothing to you, but it means something to me. I quite literally do not care about your hundred gold. I could not care any less. And that was just really annoying to me because with all the options that you've been able to have in this game to not be able to give back a hundred bucks is like, come on, you know, is it just because you don't want players to feel bad about taking her money? I I feel bad about not having the option to give her the money because I don't need it. Yeah, but I, on the one hand, it is really nice to have a client who doesn't begrudge you anything because everybody else complains about the fact that they have to pay you money and stuff. And she's just like, no, 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 you've earned all of it. And that, that, that part felt pretty good. And that's the type of person that I want to give their money back. I understand that. But I mean, like it was just, just as a separate thing. It was just really nice to not. And occasionally you do come across that one person that is just so nice to you. It's depressing how rare that is. Yeah, it really is. So I think the last thing I had to talk about, I did, I don't know if there was anything else you had on your list, but... No, I think I'm good at this point. Lambert. Okay. Did you do his stuff? 
Can you be more specific? Because you keep just throwing the these other names. Witcher. Yes. How did you not remember his name? You must be taking horrible notes. The Lambert Quest is level eleven. I did that ages ago. Oh. Ages ago. The Triss quest is level 12. I'm going to do that next. Do you not remember any of the details from that? No, because that happened a lot more recently. Oh, but what are you talking about? Your list is if 11 was so long ago, 12 should be. Because you don't necessarily get the level 12 quest until after you've done all the main story stuff, which means it's much more fresh. Ooh, the Lambert do, stuff do, happened do, do, do. like basically as soon as Nova Grand Novagrad opened up. For me, it, it didn't. At least I didn't. You must have went around to every single board as soon as you could have. I do. That's exactly what I do when I start. Why? I only go to the boards when I, like, come across them. Because, I, the, honestly, the biggest reason is because it fills in the map. The boards, I don't know if you've noticed that, but, like, all the yeah, question marks. I know, stuff, but I don't care. I do, because, like, I, I want to know what's out there. So I, I go to the boards. I know what's out there, too, but I'll get it eventually. No, I just make a priority to go to the boards. I like to come across things randomly. I go to the boards when I'm in a town where there is a board. By the way, I can't believe I didn't mention this. Maybe we won't talk about Lambert. You 100% can go back. After you go back to that board for the haunted house, you 100% can go back. The quest immediately updates and says, you should go back to that house. Okay. I'm assuming you never got that? No, I... I mean, maybe I did. You go back, and it's like the most heartwarming thing oh, that I've seen. With the lady and the godling in the house. Yes! Yeah, I, I did. I just oh, had forgotten about it. Oh, you are the it. worst. <laughs> See, this is why we have to play things... That's that's the hard part about this game, though, because it's so hard to do things. At least with with ten two, it's pretty easy to be on the same page of what we've seen. So I guess you literally have zero expectations because everything that I've done in this game is like five hundred thousand years ago from your perspective. I have a very long lifespan, like a Witcher, apparently. So so your expectations, I can only assume, are. Chris is going to talk about more stuff I've forgotten. <laughs> I mean, after this episode, yeah, that is kind of my expectation for next week. <laughs> well, just so you know, and you can go back and rack your brain on this. I will be doing the Triss side quest. Okay. And I can't really tell you much beyond that, but okay. I'll be doing Triss's side quest. I do remember that very well, so there shouldn't be any concern there. And at this point, I guess, figure out Lambert and that he was another witcher and that he's a douche. Yeah, no, I mean, once you mentioned he was the other witcher, I remembered who you're talking about. I remember that quest very well. So as far as you can get in it, because you can't actually finish it yet. I'd like to point out that we haven't seen the Peller again, but we don't know if he's up to evil. We can only assume he is. I have to assume that he's developing some sort of like ultimate Gwent deck. <laughs> he's going to take over the world via Gwent with the wild hunt. Well, I mean, he's got to be a monster deck then because the wild hunt guy is the leader of the monster deck. Well, he's trying to beat, he's creating the Peller deck, a new faction for the Peller. And it, they're like all sheep, <laughs> but the princess card is uh, th th he basically, he, he went into his house 
if, if cardboard doesn't exist in this universe, did Peller invented it? So that way he could like put chicken scratchings, and every time he shows up for a Gwent tournament, people are like, "Ugh, it's the Peller again." He's trying to <laughs> execute his like everyone just thinks it's nothing. He's trying to execute his super evil plan to take over everything via the, fake Gwent, and he he shows up and he's like, "Ah, oh, I win!" And he's the princess card like comes up and he he's like, "It's twenty points." And princess is the best. They immediately just kick him out of the tournament. And they're like, this is not an official Gwent deck. The other thing is, so we live as Geralt and all these people, we live in this world and Siri is unknown to a lot of people for very good reason. Yet there's a Siri card to in Gwent. That's the best one. To be fair, I kind of avoided bringing that up, but that is something I had thought about for a, like e- a while ago. Just the fact that coincidentally, all these Gwent cards happen to be real world people who are very important to the story of the game. What a coincidence. And it's like, is there a Geralt card? I feel like there has to be. I, I, there's got to be a Geralt card somewhere. I, I would guess so, but I feel like it's going to be that might be the one. There is one card. One. In Kermoran, according to the the Gwent book, and I'm, it's going to be the Geralt card. It has I, to be. It's got to be. Like Geralt, he did the same thing the Peller did. He's like scratching his own card in, and then he starts taking it around to places. Somebody throws out Siri, and she's fifteen, and he's like, "Oh well, I've got the Geralt card, which is which is only ten, but it also heals like three people, <laughs> and immediately brings out all your legendaries. It's nuts." And then everyone's like, get get out of this. Get, get out of they're, here. They're like, oh, we can't. I mean, at this point in our universe. We, we literally can't. Like, no one can fight him. So we just kind of have to allow it. But like, this sucks. <laughs> Everyone like, starts, they, all, they all hate him anyway because he's a mutant. But then they're like, like at this, we, we can't kill him. We re it. This happens every single time he shows up with his Geralt card, and as soon as he loses, he murders literally everyone. We quite literally can't say anything, but he this sucks because <laughs> he just somehow happens to get it every time. Like he's he pulls it out of his. He's like. <laughs> He pulls it out of... He very obviously pulls it out of his sleeve. He's clearly he's like, cheating. Oh, oh, the, the... Oh, I got the Geralt card again. Geralt of Rivia. This is... Oh, it's me. This is so unexpected. <laughs> what are the odds I would have my own card? Yes, it's so cool. <laughs> I, I mean, at this point... Canon for me, and especially for you, Geralt is clearly like some kind of gambling addict. <laughs> like, I'm just imagining him like walking through the streets in Novigrad, and inside a building, someone's like, "You know, I've really been thinking about picking up picking up Gwent," and like he just like turns and like blasts through the wall like the Kool Aid Man. Did somebody say Gwent? He's like, <laughs> Gwent, Gwent. Did someone say Gwent? Dude, dude, and it's so funny. Every time you go to a merchant and you say, I want to play guards, he goes, I was thinking about a game of cards. Gwent specifically. 
What other cards are in this universe? I've literally never seen another card. Every time you go anywhere, oh, and when I was doing the whole get those cards for that Zoltan, I noticed how one of the people just leaves a giant pile of cards sitting on a table and I'm like, give them to me. I want them all. But no, we can talk about that next time. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you'd be excited about that quest, though. Yeah, of course. Any quest? I, my Geralt is immediately going, 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 going. Okay, okay, goes, okay, where, where, where? If he goes a day without playing Gwen, he starts to have withdrawals. Yeah, he has a serious problem. Even if I decide not to play a game throughout the week, if I'm like, I want to take a break from The Witcher tonight, I at least spin it up enough to play Gwent with a bunch of the merchants and then go to bed. <laughs> so really, you need to download the standalone Gwent game because clearly that's really what you're here for at this point. Well, yes. Except if you do that, you will never stop playing Gwent. <laughs> it will just be your girl who has a problem. And once again, this becomes the Gwent podcast. <laughs> so with that. You never did your expectations, though. Th no, I did. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, all right. My expectations were you're not going to know dick about any oh, of the things I Oh, I didn't I realize that about. was what you were going for. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then I talked about how the, the Peller was yeah, you're right. oh, like bad. a drug addict. And then Gerald apparently is. <laughs> he gets high off that Gwen supply. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's going to do it for episode 20 of Video Games Cover to Cover. New episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. As always, you can find us on Twitter at Video Games C2C with the number two. Or email us at videogamescovertocover at gmail.com if you want to reach out to us, send us a message, ask us a question, you know, any of that sort of thing. Or you can join our Discord, which we have pinned on our Twitter profile, and have some fun where we talk about things like Geralt busting through the wall like the Kool-Aid man to play Gwent. And where I talk about Yennefer probably more than I should. He has a problem. <laughs> that I'm going to solve real soon. He's got a fever, and the only cure is more Yennefer. <laughs> and if you agree with me, and you like what we're doing here, if you could just you know throw us a review, or, or but especially or if you like Yennefer, because <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, no, you could throw you honestly, even if you like Triss, I'm not gonna mind if you give us a review on iTunes or Google or what have you. You know, I will not hold you against. I will not hold the Triss thing against you at all. But if you don't leave a review, he totally will. Well, yeah, if you do, if obviously you like Triss if you're not leaving reviews. <laughs> Duh. And remember, I love Yennefer, if that wasn't obvious. <laughs>